I don't know about you, but sometimes I just want to kick back and watch a bomb ass chick flick with my boys. Chick flicks. They make us laugh. Chick flicks. They make us cry. Chick flicks. Shedding light on the complex emotions between girls and guys. Unwashed kids carrying pants that travel. I forgot Q sack was in that one with candles. A pack of wolf boys take on some vans. And don't forget steps and no square dance. You complete me, said a boy Maverick. Oh shit, that's Turk and Ant-Man. As if. Paul Walker's a dick for posing that bet. Who knew makes it? That's so fetch. I found my spirit animal in Swayze. When he dick punched the corner and pulled out babies. Saying this aloud may sound a little crazy. But this pod's gonna bring Alex love. Yeah, That's it like torture, revenge, and giants. The sprite isn't one. I'm not buying. We love when that French girl poses for Django. And Obi-Wan's pain singing Roxanne's tango. Expensive clothing stores. Fitness take you. The Joker camping. I wish I knew how to quit you. We're watching the good, the bad, and everything in between. With color commentary provided on every scene. So thanks for joining us. We feel so very lucky. Let's make one thing clear. We picked up. Prepare to get your earballs wet. It's Chick Flicks with Dicks. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Chick Flicks with Dicks. As always, I'm your host, Zach Stein. With me, co-host extraordinaire, Alex Schumacher. Maker. And joining us, special guest, Robbie. I don't have a funny intro. <laughs> Robert Barnett of the Barnett Firearms Company, right? Yes, Barnett. What do you have to say about El Paso and Dayton? Wow, that is not at all the direction I was going to go with this episode. (laughs) It's your fault. (laughs) We're already there now. (laughs) Just balls deep. Hey, you know what? If you want to edit it out, you can edit it out. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Oh, God. Chick fucks with dicks. All right. This week's episode, we are watching Peggy Sue got married, gets married. And we never saw her get married. We didn't. Peggy Sue... Her marriage what? is a sham. No, seriously. It was called what? Peggy Sue get, got, get, married. got married. Peggy Past Sue tense. got married. Peggy Sue got married. Starring Kathleen Turner. Jim AKA Carrey. Chandler's dad mom. Mom dad. Mom dad? Mom dad. dad. He was a dad. He was also a mom. Who turned into a mom. Why not Who Dom? chose to be a mom. No, you're right. Dom. Let's okay. call him Dom. Dom. Okay. Yeah. So... Chandler's Dom. <laughs> also starring the absolutely wonderful, charismatic, crazy Nick Cage. This is like classic Nick. This is everything I know Nick Cage to be today, but in 1986. Well, probably 85. So the movie was released in 86, meaning it was probably filmed throughout 95 or 85 by Daddy Cage. <laughs> Frank Coppola mm-hmm. or something like that. A couple of other people you might recognize. You mentioned Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Carrey was in this. This is one of his early, early movie roles. Is this pre-First uh, Bitten or post-First Bitten? Ooh, that's a great question. When did First Bitten come out? I don't know. Because that's a great movie. Uh, 1985. Okay, so this is post. Depending on months of releases, this could have been all very intertwined on, right, right. on filming schedules, obviously. But yeah, that uh, so he's still kind of up and coming and making a name for himself. Um, actually, turns out uh, Once Bitten and uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, they're actually all, it's all the same shots, just edited in a different way. Oh. Because what's the first thing when Peggy Sue wakes up happens? Wait. From, from the end? Wakes up from the first time she goes under. Oh, Nicholas right. Cage Nicholas is like, Cage I'm a vampire. And he and he's, says he's a vampire. Yeah. I want to suck your... Oh, sorry. Hang on. <clears throat> I want to suck your butt. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a mix of Pee Wee Herman and Christopher Walken. And it's the best <laughs> thing I've ever heard. It, oh, man. It gets so good. It gets so good. Like, I'm going to put it out there. Is it better than sex? Yes. I, I, at times. The sex I've had, yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, are you counting self-sex? Is that... Yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> I mean, really, any form of intercourse. 
or outer course. <laughs> Let's just dive in with first thoughts real quick. One sentence. What did you think? <laughs> Alex, we'll start with you. You know, Nicolas Cage in this day and age is a meme. He is he is a walking, talking meme because of his performances from, you know, The Bees. What, what movie was that? Were you screaming, not the bees? Not Shutter Island. No. Um, um, but everyone will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, and how he just is such a, an out there actor with his reactions. And he's doing all of this in one of his first movies. And I don't even think he's aware of it. That's not a really a first thought. That's just a statement. I don't know what I thought about this movie, frankly. It was fucking weird. <laughs> Robbie, what did you think? What I thought in one sentence? Uh, that's not going to happen, uh, first <laughs> off. At no point in time did I ever think... I knew what was going on or what was going to happen, and nor did I really care. <laughs> okay. I was just along for the ride. My thoughts, one sentence. It can also be one word, too. Uh, I'm going to use two words. Nick Cage. Good choice. Intercourse. That's four words. Wait, that's three <laughs> words. <laughs> I pulled a Dwight. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the Wicker Man. Oh yeah, Wicker Man. Well, that's that what. Yeah, we're not the bees. Yeah, actually, Wicker Man has a great scene where Nicolas Cage drop kicks a woman that looks like uh, John Madden in drag, <laughs> and she goes flying across the room. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite movie scenes. Yeah, this is definitely early Nick Cage. He's been in a few movies up to this point, but I would not say he is the household name that he is today. Oh, definitely not. And I, I would assume his daddy definitely helped him get this role because his father was the director of the film. I wouldn't be a surprised by that i mean i know one of the whole things about him going by nicholas cage is because he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to get exactly yeah and i respect that yeah which i'm i'm totally for especially earlier in his career however i also i'm not blind to the fact that daddy directed the film so right right call it you know what you gotta get your start somewhere uh i think he had about five or six under his belt by now but definitely nothing to this extent as far as he was a main role yeah oh for sure it opens up with uh, Kathleen Turner getting ready in front of a mirror. That was a mirror? Uh, wasn't it? Quote, unquote, mirror. Uh, how do you do, like, finger quotes? Air, qu- uh, air quotes, quotes on on. Uh, well, that's what I said, quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Oh, shit. You're not a mirror at all. So <laughs> Kathleen Turner's getting ready for what turns out to be the high school reunion, the 25-year high school reunion. Yes. Which, who has a 25-year high school reunion? I've never heard of that. Uh, Kathleen Turner. Uh, apparently. I fucking guess. Her daughter, played by the absolutely wonderful Helen Hunt, which has always been one of my favorites. She fights tornadoes and doesn't afraid of anything. She's helping her get ready and says, oh, look, it's dad on TV. It's Nick Cage, who at the time, mind you, is probably in his 20s as an actor, but they aged him up into his 40s. At this point, if it's their 25-year reunion because he was Kathleen Turner's high school sweetheart, then he was about 43. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing some commercial for a local appliance store. That he owns. That, that I believe we later come to find out was passed down to him by his dad. So 10% of the time. <laughs> oh, God, that would suck. Welcome to my life. <laughs> so then Kathleen Turner's getting ready, and it's showing everything what looks to be in a mirror. Kathleen Turner is facing camera. And you see Helen Hunt and you see the television, but then you also are looking over Kathleen Turner's shoulder, only what we believe to be not Kathleen Turner at all, simply for the fact that now Kathleen Turner's facing 
camera. She's not actually facing into the mirror, which is facing camera. And that the back of the person we're seeing is a double. Yeah. And that's just imaging or uh, mirroring everything that Kathleen Turner is doing. And, just not mirroring very well. But well, and that's that's something that I think I think that was meant to be done on purpose. Yeah. Just enough out of sync to show you that yes, these aren't quite lining up. See, I don't agree with that that it was meant though because yes, we noticed it, but we're also analyzing this movie. Sure. We're watching everything for it. The common person who bought a ticket in 1986 for probably about, you know, 250 as the going price of movie tickets were then, probably did not notice that and were never meant to notice that. I think it was a fuck up that happened multiple times. And they said, fuck it. Or they didn't notice themselves. Disagree. The only reason that I'm going to disagree. Only reason. Are you going to say the burrito theory? No. no. We'll get to that. The yeah. mirror. The, the, the scene with the actual mirror. Right. Later on in the movie, towards the middle, they show an actual mirror. And they are very careful with the cinematography, with where they are shooting from. To show that this is a real mirror someone is looking into to the point where you see reflection after reflection. There's a mirror on one wall and a mirror what looks to be behind it because you see it over and over and over again. It's repeated the same image. I mean, and, I'll give I'll give you that. And then at the end, we see a similar situation as we do in the beginning of the movie where what is supposed to be a mirror, but it's doubles just off ever so slightly. The fact that this film was actually up for an Oscar for Best Cinematography as well as a Sci-Fi Award for Best Cinematography is what makes me believe that there was more to this movie than it just being a film for entertainment, a film to just sell tickets. I wouldn't necessarily – fuck. I wouldn't necessarily say that I it was. I wouldn't necessarily fuck. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> Too late. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> – say that it that it was just bad acting. I think it was done on purpose. Also, looking through Francis Coppola's work log in the past, I he tries different things like that where there are little hidden meanings and gems and stuff, Easter eggs almost, throughout his films. That's the only reason that I I'm standing behind the idea so, that So what you're telling me is what you're telling me is on the bottom you have Steven Spielberg, then you have uh Kubrick, mm-hmm. and then you have Nicolas Cage's dad. That's Absolutely. on top of everybody. Yes. Definitely, hands down. Okay. Greatest director to ever live. He should have directed everything. He should have directed Harry Potter. He should have directed Lord of the Rings. He should have directed, I mean, just everything. Cross the board. Hmm. Harry Potter's sitting there in front of the mirror, and everything's just slightly off for him. (laughs) (laughs) He goes to pull the stone out of his pocket, and it's a dildo. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's bees. Not the bees! (laughs) You look in the mirror, you see what you truly want. Just bees. (laughs) I want bees. Chick fucks with dicks. Kathleen Turner gets ready for her 25-year class reunion. They make it very clear that her and Nicolas Cage are no longer together, but are in fact separated and going through a divorce. I think that's one of the reasons Helen Hunt's character was even involved in the first place. Oh yeah, for uh, being a main uh, titled character, mm-hmm. Helen Hunt is hardly in this movie. Absolutely. So she gets dressed and she is actually wearing... The prom dress from her senior year back to the 25-year reunion, which, hey, props to you, girl. Hey, girls do wonders. They go to the reunion, and she is not looking forward at all to Nick Cage being there. And I, She assumes he's not going to show right, up. Right, right. She thought that he wasn't even going to be there. At Buchanan High. Well, she shows up, and she's the only one that wore anything 
50s style or uh, 60s right. style. Right. Well, well, I guess it would be 50s slash 60s because their graduating class was 1960. 60. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you figure they would have been going from 56 through 60 or 57 yeah. through 60 or whatever. One's going, one's going out, one's coming in exactly. as far as trends go. Yeah. And you, you see that very clearly in that portion. You meet some of these characters. Jim Carrey's in it. And he is a dentist now. Uh, we actually have a scene of him. <laughs> I don't think this was a scene. I think this is security camera footage on set. Like, use it. Use it. We need four minutes. Couple had, had cameras just everywhere. <laughs> We're gonna get Jim Carrey doing coke. It's We're like, gonna... <laughs> hidden in the five hundred page documents that they're signing, like they're in their contracts somewhere. It's just a little one liner. Canada shots are are fair game. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, he's cutting up cutting it, it, it looks like cocaine well it was a uh, pill right but that's that's why it, he made the comment about he's what did he say it's like um, being a dentist with the person being a dentist is i can get pharmacy grade drugs and he's getting ready to use it with is it his wife did they or or, or was it like his high school girlfriend or something like that it was his high school girlfriend but Later on, one of the girls mentions, you're going to marry so-and-so, I'm going to marry so-and-so, she's going to marry so-and-so. So I do think they, and the, it was his wife slash high school sweetheart. But Gotcha, gotcha. And how do we know that, Robbie? Well, so pretty much everybody ended up with everybody that they went to high school with. It was just like a nice little safe, you know, hey, we're all friends, we're all going to stay together. So let's pork. But, right, so, yeah. but was that established like that here established. at the high school reunion or yeah, well, there was the one scene later on in her bedroom when she, like after her her uh I'm not trying to jump ahead too her, much. No, let's jump ahead. Let's say but, her uh, show so she has a little episode. A yeah. reawakening. A reawakening is that what we're going to call yeah, it? Yeah, what I call it. for is a reawakening. So Is it a reawakening? Because yeah. that would have been her first awakening. No, because she woke up earlier that day, so this would be the real one. <laughs> oh, actually, before we jump there, let's let's introduce Richard, who is the Bill Gates. He's Essentially, the, he's right. He he's sort of the nerdy guy in school that everyone picked on, who apparently went on to invent the Walkman uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the microchip, and and became what? super wealthy. He invented a lot of things, from what yeah. she was saying. He had a way for. Uh... Big radios. Blind people to read books. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. That was the first big one breakthrough. So he comes back to the high school reunion and he's wealthy and... He's not a dick about do. it. He's, he's, humble, he's humble about he, it. He's not. And he remembers, oh, Donna's dad from that 70s show. Hey, Bob. Hey, there, Bob. How about a piece of pie? He didn't do much in this movie and I'm sad. He didn't, but he was sort of like the little jock in the background yeah. that apparently would... I, I don't know if I'd call it bullying as much as just like Pick he'd on. come up behind just bantering Richard, the nerd. Yeah, bantering more uh, because there's a very clear distinction between bullying and between like he called. He, what did he call him? Four, four eyes? Nerdy? I don't, something. He's like, hey, there four eyes. Like the way the tone in which he said it, he wasn't being animal malicious. He, right, right. He yeah, wasn't it wasn't really malicious. too malicious. He was just doing the whole jock thing. Yeah. Which, not to say that that's not bullying, I'm not defending him, right. I'm saying, it, like, it, the way that they presented it on screen was Yeah, very... it was enough where, obviously, the nerd kid is annoyed by it. Right. But, but it's not breaking him down. But, yeah, he's... It's not making him, like, you know, shoot up a school or anything. Yeah. I was actually going to say that, but... Maybe she... I'll talk about that later. Uh, they have, for their reunion, a class reunion king and queen. People who are supposed to embody their class and, and everything that they stand for and uh, throughout time and up through the future. Richard wins, which in high school, prom king was actually Kathleen Turner's husband. Charlie. 
Charlie, Crazy Charlie, yeah, play, Crazy Charlie, played by Nick Cage, and so Richard instead wins. But Kathleen Turner's character wins the Queen again, which she did in high school as well. She is embarrassed. She didn't want to go to this in the first place because her and Nick Cage are going through a divorce, and she was ashamed by that. Uh, whereas everyone else was together and doing great with their lives, or so it seemed, and she just didn't want to be judged, especially because they were prom king and queen together. They were the the everything couple. So she wins. She gets up on stage, and they start playing her theme music, which is called Peggy Sue Got Married. So she passes out. She's up on stage in front of everybody. They're clapping for her. The music's playing. She's got the crown on. And the girdle she that she was wearing strangled her heart and gave her heart attack. Must have been. We thought she was going to go carry on everybody and just light everything on fire. Which <laughs> I know Carrie's been done, but that would have been a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would have been one, a very short movie, a very good movie. But then she ended up just carrying herself. And by carrying, I'm ta- we're talking about the movie Carrie from the early 90s or late 80s where the psycho bitch goes nuts and uses her psychic powers. The first one was in the 70s. You're shitting me. No. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty old. Yeah. They had a remake or a. They had Carrie 2. What is it called? Was it a reboot? Was well, they it? had Carrie 2. It was her it. daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never saw it. I've only seen the original because that's all I really cared about. Right. But, but no, no, no pig blood was used in this movie except to feed Nick Cage offset. <laughs> <laughs> I want to suck your pig blood. <laughs> Sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> intercourse <laughs> wang <laughs> so she blacks out she passes out on stage and when she wakes up this is what we're referring to earlier with nick cage when she wakes up and nick cage is there and he says i want to suck your blood actually did you notice something before she passed out no um really quick <laughs> um if you actually notice she uh falls a little bit to the left catches herself and then she steps to the right she put her hand on her hips to try to... She did a time warp by accident. You gotta be careful. Yeah, no, you gotta really be fucking careful. That shit is not for amateurs. Well, she time warped without a license. Yeah. Oh, man. Chick fucks with dicks. She wakes up in the gymnasium. Apparently, they were giving blood in high school, senior year, in 1960. So at this time, I think it's a flashback movie. Yep. Same. I'm thinking, oh shit, she like she passed out, she's blacked out, she's dreaming. It's a flashback movie. She wakes up to Nick Cage, who is no longer 43, but now is supposed to be 17, 18. It's senior year, you don't know what his birthday is. So we roughly. Let's assume yeah. he's a minor for better reasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now we're getting into age of consent laws, too. So. This is also the, uh, this is 1959, 1960. Sex is bad. Sex didn't get good until the 70s. Well, 69. Yeah, baby. So Nick Cage comes... And this is where we get to hear him talk more. And this is where I could not get enough Nick Cage in this film. I think this is at the top for me of a Nick Cage performance. This is what makes him a legend in my book. Use this spot to insert clips from... Sound clips from Nicolas Cage in (laughs) Peggy Sue Got Married. I need National Treasure redone with his voice from this movie. I want it redone as this character. Yeah, like every, everything. We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Nope, nope, nope. Best one, Face Off. Yeah. <laughs> face, face Off redone because I want to see yes. John Travolta do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why not? Um, oh, who's the second rate? John Travolta. No, Renaissance John Travolta. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. You know what? Yeah, let's do it. I want Nick Cage and Ray Liotta remaking Face Off with Nick Cage as this character and Ray Liotta as John Travolta. Can John Travolta be 
The boom mic operator. Yes. Good. So now Peggy Sue is back in high school. And she is 17 again. Uh, yeah. Is she? She, she yeah. is 17. Because her 18th birthday was uh, Lodge Night. No, 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 no. I understand what you're saying. Oh. I'm asking, is she, though? So she is like 43. In real life. In real life. And I'm going to assume, with the mind of a 43-year-old, you're a 43-year-old. <laughs> amongst like, Amongst minors. teenagers. Amongst minors. But you're in the body of a 17-year-old. Isn't it illegal for a 43-year-old to be in the body of a minor? <laughs> oh, God. Pretty sure that's illegal, Robbie. <laughs> Only if you're caught. <laughs> this is, pedophilia is not funny, but this time it is. It's like, of pedophilia. Guess who just killed themselves? Oh, man. Um, so we allegedly, <laughs> he got suicided by the Clintons. <laughs> Man, I got a bad feeling about suicide. Thank God for Stein and his editing. That's all I'm gonna say is thank God. <laughs> I'm not editing this one for shit. We're just running it raw, baby. Still, the thank same God. way that she does on these minors. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so oh my God. <laughs> so okay. She's a rapist. So, 100%. Are we just going to jump there? I mean, she fucks all these students. We can come back. Two, but yes. two. She does two of them. Like, let's. <laughs> because of time constraints on the role of film. <laughs> yeah, the deleted scenes is her having the orgy with all oh, no. the children in high That's school. That's the only reason. It's Rip. time constraints. I want to see the director's cut of this. I want to see, it's like, you know, Capitalist got, like, just clip after clip after clip of her just blowing dude after yeah. dude after dude. Yeah. Let's see, see with Richard in library where she's like, hey, saying goodbye and stuff. Like, no. Totally throws her on the table. Has his way with her and stuff. She wants to play with little Richard. Exactly. Why do you think they call him Dick? Great hey. balls of fire. Um, Kathleen Turner's gonna listen to this. She's like, oh my god. How did they know? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't there on, during the filming. I thought we I hit know, it. but we time-traveled, motherfucker. I thought we hit it in how great of a sci-fi movie this was. <laughs> so this is also where we get a bit of classic Jim Carrey. Uh, so Nicolas Cage does this whole, I want to suck your blood, and he, he wakes Kathleen Turner up. Apparently she passed out while she was giving blood, again, in 17-year-old Kathleen Turner body, uh, 1960. And so he gives her this kiss, and he's pretending he's a vampire, and she's like, was I, am I, am I dead? And he goes, no, you're the undead. And he, like, hardcore makes out with her. And then the nurse, like, grabs him by the ear and tries dragging him out. She's like, that's inappropriate. You can't do that. And throws him away. Very old lady. Yeah. Youngster. You, you can't just kiss unconscious 43-year-old women. Yeah, that's not okay. I mean, also, this... Oh, go on. I was say, is, is it okay, you know, if she's she's overage? She's the aggressor automatically, isn't she? No, is, she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um... This is pre-Me Too. No, this is, uh... <laughs> This is also the very first time we hear Nicolas Cage try to sound young. Oh, it's hilarious. And that's where... This is where we get the Pee Wee Herman-esque. And then later, it's like he couldn't figure out where to land on his voice in this movie. It's but it all little, worked. Oh, yeah, it absolutely. Like, I loved it. He couldn't do any wrong in this film. I tell you what, watching him in this movie is a fucking roller coaster of emotion and you're not Wong. <laughs> you're not Wong. And just it's I oh yeah, I will definitely be inserting some clips here. Chick fucks with dicks. Charlie. Let's make love. What? You mean sex? 
Intercourse. You want to have intercourse? Chick fucks with dicks. Intercourse. <laughs> so that you can hear some examples of his. <laughs> what, what did she call his dick? The throbbing hammer? Oh, I've got that. I've got that. <laughs> she, had, I, she had a few nicknames I, for yeah, it. Yeah, she said. Thing. Chick fucks with dicks. Doesn't Lucky Chucky want to come out? Huh? No. Your love machine. Your throbbing thrill hammer, your thing. You mean my wang? Chick fucks with dicks. Oh. Yeah. Lucky Chucks, because his name is Charlie, and Chuck apparently is a nickname for Charlie, which, whatever. And I thought she like, said Lucky Chucky, and I'm thinking hey, a little murderous doll. Oh, it could be. Thrill <laughs> hammer. You mean my wang? <laughs> my, my wang. You mean my wang? He, says, oh. he puts twang to wang. <laughs> you mean and my I, wang? And I really appreciated that. Let's make love. Are you and, talking w- about sex? <laughs> Intercourse. 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 <laughs> Nick Cage's voice throughout this whole thing is things of legend. The, this will live on long past after we have killed this planet and died off. Yeah. Like, it is, it'll go down as whatever was here before this is the greatest they ever accomplished well this is actually going to be the only thing left in the ruins that still works when another species <laughs> just terraforms earth they're going to see this as a holy scripter of the people that came before them and they're going to see as nicholas cage as like, as their god is their cut god yeah i'm okay with that yeah why wait i'm not waiting i'm doing it yep starting a religion <laughs> Boom. bam that's actually been the whole reason we started chick flicks with dicks yes <laughs> yes all hail lord cage yes sign was going to be our pope and um i don't know what i was going to be i think i'm just there for the ride i'm just there to document it you want to be the archbishop instead of the archbishop yes you know because i call you mocker instead of maker you do that on purpose <laughs> Uh, so, so wait, are, are all your guests just your acolytes then? Basically. Okay, that's fair. You're that's all fair. our converts. Okay, there you go. <laughs> our pilgrims, if you would. How's it feel to kill the Indians? I'm about one thirty second okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick Cage's character gets thrown back at his buddies who are all there to catch him, one of which is Jim Carrey. Kathleen Turner ends up getting sent home by the nurse because she basically is like, what the fuck's happening? What's going on? She's not acting right. They show her with her friends that we've already met. I I don't know any of their names, and I don't think that they really matter a whole lot. They're more mechanisms in the script than they are actual characters. Like Helen Hunt. Exactly. Uh, They're there more to catalyst her story more than anything, propel that. Because they're telling us, the audience, what her character is supposed to be acting like. Exactly. As a teenager, so we can see the the difference of maturity from her 43-year-old self. And her 17-year-old Which self. is why we continually ask if her boning these 17, 18-year-old boys is okay or not. Luckily, we don't have to ask because we see it and it's wrong. Or is it right? I, I felt pretty right to be. That's, <laughs> I feel like Robbie had sex with a teacher at one point. I had some hot-ass teachers. <laughs> we were smart. We kept it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> she taught you how to love again. <laughs> <laughs> I teach her many things. Such as? Big milky titties. Big. (laughs) (laughs) I don't use the term fun bags a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So (laughs) I 
I got to get control of this thing. This is, <laughs> There's wow. no control. You can edit out two hours. You left with five minutes. <laughs> there is no Cheryl. Only Zool. <laughs> Are you a god? Yes, Robbie. If someone asks if you're a god, you, you say, say yes. yes. Uh, where so the fuck good. were we? Oh no! But what, this is the scene that we want to. One of the two scenes where they show a mirror. Yeah. That we I think want to hit on. This was so, an actual mirror. Yeah, where well, it's an actual mirror. They show her with her friends in the bathroom, and she's talking crazy. It, it what sounds like crazy to them. They're, she's talking about how she's not supposed to be there, and how your they, hair's so different. Right. You know things that like I, I just saw you an hour ago, right before the blood drive. Um. Hey, you want maybe a cigarette? Calling me down. I haven't smoked in years. Right. Just weird comments that made her friends go. Yeah, she's not okay. She's still lightheaded. We're going to take you back to the nurse. Well, in the bathroom is another girl. What's her name? Dolores. Dolores. And I think she's supposed to be like the school reporter. She works for the school paper or something. Yeah, because when she's at the reunion later on, she's like shoving a mic in everyone's face, like trying to get them to talk and shit. And nobody wants anything to fucking do with it. Is she a bitch? And, and yeah, right, as she, we find out, she, very, she was just a huge bitch in high school. Yeah, nobody fucking liked her, so she's hanging out in the bathroom. And yeah, that's where we can really. She see. She was like putting on makeup, or and, yeah, and she's shit. like doing her makeup yeah. in the mirror. So she's in front of the mirror. She comes in with her group of friends. They're all in front of the mirror, so we can clearly see it's a mirror. It's a mirror. Like, There's not. And then I think there was a mirror on the side that. On yeah, camera it looked side like, as well. You know, when you get those it kept infinity repeating, mirrors yeah, going, yeah, exactly. It kept repeating the image smaller and smaller and smaller. It, that's one of the scenes. There's another one very similar to that, and in, in the bathroom again, uh, where they show a mirror and the infinity portion of it. And that's why I think when we go back to the mirror at the beginning and the mirror at the end, they were so careful about it in this scene and in the other bathroom scene to show and highlight the mirrors. It just doesn't make sense to me why at the beginning. Very opening scene and the very end scene, they wouldn't well, yeah, be more careful with it. Considering the mirror and the ending scene, completely unnecessary. Right. Like, you can talk up the opening one. She's getting ready for the prom. She's sitting in front of a vanity. Sure. Whatever. That's just how they shot it. The one at the end, not necessary. Ooh. It was there for the specific purpose to show it's kind of like a mirror, but not really. That's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that as far as, like, location and scene is concerned for that one, which which we'll get to once we... Get through it. So they end up, her friends end up taking her back home, uh, and she got released early by the nurse. So she had a note, and they drop her off in front of what turns out to be the house she grew up in. But you can tell that she is still like, what shook. the fuck is she happening? She's And gets out of the car, and she's standing there staring at the house, almost nervous to go in. I assume because her parents probably aren't, or her mom. We know that her dad is alive, but we that the mom isn't anymore in 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 1985 in is no longer time. right well how do we know that her father was alive we see him at the end they sh- they show him waiting when with help standing up. next to helen hunt waiting to wake up okay and old like old old we see that we don't see the mom but based on so she walks into the house she actually knocks on the door first and kind of peeks her head in and a voice from the back of the house said, I almost said in the kitchen, just I guess assuming that a woman in 1960 was probably in the kitchen. She was in the kitchen. So is that where she was? Yeah, she was oh, in the okay. kitchen. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't want to sound she like came an out, ass, like she, was, but she had like her, her, her apron and stuff on. Yeah, homemaker okay. apron on, and she's like drying her hands on it. She calls from the back of the house, who is it? And Peggy Sue goes, it's Peggy Sue. And she's like, well, come in. I opened the, I left the door open for you. 
then the mom comes out and she's like, the you know, the nurse called, said that they were sending you home earlier. Are you okay? And you can tell that Peggy Sue is still shook. Like, it's almost as though she hadn't seen her mom in years. Well, I mean, she might not have. Well, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that led me to she hasn't seen her mom like that in years. Oh, true. Yeah. True. You know, she has a little mom with her mom. And then she goes upstairs and she's in her her teenage bedroom and that's when her little sister comes in when i say little sister her little sister is also a teenager i would probably probably like i would say like 13 14 yeah enough of an age gap where your younger sibling is annoying feel like something happened with her sister which we never really got confirmation on throughout yeah we don't know whether she you know they just became estranged you know stopped talking to each other because she talks about how her little sister's like, you're not happy to see me. You're always annoyed by me. And so I think when they just kind of got older, she's like, you know what? I don't have to put up with you. Stay the fuck out of my life. Although our original theory was that her little sister had died. Yeah. And there's a couple of hints at that throughout the few interactions that they have with each other. Uh, the main hint being that she contracts leukemia halfway through the movie. Wait, what? Did I admit? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> that was a nod. <laughs> this was the return of TJ. <laughs> the, the, That's why the bees are involved again. Yes. Son of a bitch. It's all connected. It all, everything connects to my girl. <laughs> the return of TJ. Oh, right. So then after that, it shows them, the two of them, watching TV together in the family room. There are M&Ms out, which this is 1960, so it's like old, old M&Ms. I'm not saying that... They're expired or anything. Right? I'm saying like it's it's more the towards the original. You know, the movie would have been a lot more interesting if ever, all the food she ate was as if the food was 25 years old. <laughs> to, only to her, though. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> so she's disgusting. just throwing up all the time because she's eating rancid-ass food. The only thing that was any good was the crown that she drank. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she does really went to it. You're the only sustenance that's viable for my body. (laughs) But they're eating, or the the M&Ms are on the table and her sister's eating them. And she goes to pick up a red one. And this is where Kathleen Turner makes a comment about not eating the red ones. And the little sister's like, well, why not? Kathleen Turner says, because they might give you... Bad breath. Red, red lips. lips. Red lips. That's what it was. Red, but she like clearly stops what she's saying as though to th- rethink what she's about to Wasn't say. Wasn't it giving people cancer in real life though? Yeah, that was the idea. It was the, the, the dye from, from yeah. it was causing cancer. And that's where – that's one of the reasons that I thought, oh, yeah, she for sure is like dead. Deadzo. What was her name? TJ? I don't yeah. remember what her Let's name was. Let's just call was. her Sanser. Sanser? Yeah. <laughs> We don't I thought a lot of people's names. I, I thought that we would call her Rabbit because she gets M&M cancer. So there's vomit on her sweater already. What did she vomit on her sweater? Mom's spaghetti. Oh, no. Or her arms weak. No, <laughs> knees weak, arms heavy. <laughs> Lose your life because I'm sister of Kathleen Turner. <laughs> so then dad makes his entrance here and he... Bursts into the house. He's like, hey, come outside and see. Someone left something out on the lawn for us. <laughs> and it was... This the, is something, something out in the street. It, yeah, was a, it. it was a baby. It was not a baby. No, it was actually... It was a new car. And little sister, like, starts running <laughs> out. <laughs> TJ starts running out to the car. Can every movie we watch have a TJ in I it? I think it's going to. I think that we can identify a TJ-esque character in every film so like, far. you're the one that's gonna die. Yeah. I can't wait for you guys to lose your mind when you watch one movie and there actually is a TJ <laughs> that fits TJ. 
It, but it's the only one left alive. <laughs> Apex Predator TJ. <laughs> so she goes running out to the car, and I'm like, oh, this is it. She's going to get hit by a bus. <laughs> like, like that final scene in Mean Girls. Wait, what? Did that happen to Mean Girls? Yeah, Regina George gets... I haven't seen the movie in so long. You don't remember that? She's like, throws her fit at the end and she's yeah. crossing the street. Yeah, Regina George gets hit by a bus. <coughs> and then like the fake, pl- the new plastic's coming in and she makes a comment like, yeah, it's fine. We know how to deal with them. And it shows like all three of those preteen girls getting hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that? No. Oh my God, it's so great. It's we're a gonna, great scene. We're going to have to do Mean Girls. Oh yeah, oh, no, I will be like, on board for Mean Girls. I think CJ's gonna have to be our Mean Girls person. Yeah, he already like he said I'll only do it if it's Mean Girls. I mean that's fair. Yeah. So although I don't, uh, I, don't see I think you... we can get him for the Hannah Montana movie though. Oh god, you Ooh, absolutely yeah could get we him for the could. Hannah. I mean probably have two guests. We like... absolutely could. I have extra mics, so. <laughs> or you can do what Chris did with us in the first episode screening, where you can just watch the movie with us. Oh yeah, because she was here with the. We were here for, all. Yeah, she she stayed for the second one. I day. forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was such a long day. So. TJ ends up getting in the car and she starts playing with the car horn. Yeah. And honking it. She, yeah, she's just honking the horn and the mom makes the comment. She says, You'll wear it she out. Says, yeah. Don't wear it out. <laughs> like, you only get so many honks on the horn. Like, I mean, to be fair, everything wears down. I, yeah, except for sure. Nicolas Cage, apparently, because he looks exactly <laughs> the same as he did in 1986. Yeah, he, he really looks does. exactly the fucking Seriously, same. has not aged a bit. Him and Keanu Reeves, like him, Keanu Reeves, um, who played Captain Picard from Star Trek. Oh, like who actually played Captain Picard? Like Patrick okay. Stewart. Patrick yeah, Stewart has an age. I thought you were referring to like the new Star Trek. Yeah, I no. did too. And I was like, like, do you mean Captain Kirk? Yeah, like, that's it. No. Sorry, Sean I, Connery I, I has an age too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're you're right, yeah. and he looks exactly. You know why? Because all these people are top of their game, and once you max level, you can't level any higher. That's true. Yeah. I, I could see that. Yeah. Could abs- so really, what happens to people who are getting old and die is that they never reach max level. Nope, they just quit playing at like level thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, see, they got through the tutorial and realized that the tutorial did not prepare them at all for the main game, and they said, <laughs> "Fuck this shit." John Connor uses hacks. <laughs> this is where. Crazy Charlie is how they refer to Nick Cage's character in his Pee Wee Herman voice. Picks up Kathleen Turner for school in a the next morning in a Corvette. Like a, I mean, it's, like a, first it's, a, it's like a 1950s Corvette. First edition Corvette. It is. It is pretty his for gorgeous, sure. Yeah. Um, hey, I give up my cherry to ride in that. Like <laughs> real old American muscle, which I, I'm a big Corvette fan today. I don't like modern Corvettes. Same. 1969 Corvette's my favorite. There you go. Stingray. But this is, this car is totally grease lightning all the way. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. He starts talking to her about a conversation that they had last week, and she's like, remind me what that was again? Basically, he was talking to her about how he wanted to have sex, she didn't, and then he came up with this idea of a three-year plan where after graduation, they were going to take a year for college and see other people. The third year, they would get back together and settle down after they have comparison shopped is what he called it. (laughs) I'm like, you just want to get your dick wet, and you're mad that she told you no the first time. That's all your problem is. They pull into school, and she goes, why wait for graduation? And gets out of the car and walks away from him. And he starts chasing her down. He's like, but we have have prom, and we have all these parties, and we don't want to upset her parents. And she goes, they'll learn to live with it. (laughs) She's totally like, yeah, that's fine. 
I don't care. Which is a callback to her mom being dead because her mom doesn't learn how to live with it because she <laughs> at one point isn't living anymore in this movie. Maybe that's what killed yeah, her. Yeah, I was just saying. Maybe no. the shock. <laughs> the shock of the divorce is what killed her. That's why she's so ashamed, <laughs> so ashamed to go back to her high school reunion Ooh. because it already took the life of her mother. Jesus. And she keeps breaking up with him over and over and over again in this movie. She's just trying to kill her mom like multiple times. I was saying, yeah, her parents do seem to like Charlie, and except I've, for his music, I've dated, you know, a few girls, and I have never once just walked into her house and had her mom hand me a tray of Rice Krispie treats. Granted, that was for the prom, wasn't it, or the party they were going to? Uh, that, yeah, it was his performance that night. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just sitting there eating them on the couch, though. How was he eating them? Uh, orgasmically. Orgasmically. Like, literally. It, first off, we thought he was really struggling through these. Looks then like he doesn't we like realized him. he's not struggling through them because he's he doesn't like them. He's savoring him. Exactly. He is trying to control the massive teenage erection that he's getting with every bite he takes so that he doesn't scare away dad, mom, and TJ. Yeah. Uh, this is at the point where we realize she, she has accepted the fact that she's back in high school. And she is going to live this up. She eats this up. She's there. They, they're they singing. Um, not the Pledge of Allegiance. No. That's not a fucking song. Our country, tis of thee. Yeah. yeah. Loud and proud. And she is leading the charge on it. Like 100% make America great again. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like she would red hat motherfucker. <laughs> and you can tell by the faces on her, of her friends they're that like, the this, this is doing? not what she usually does. They're like, okay. Uh, they think that there might still be something wrong with and her. And I'm proud to be an American. This is where we started asking the question, does this make her a pedophile? Because she was so excited to break up with Nick Cage's character at this time in order to avoid heartbreak in the future. Because we find out that he cheated on her mm-hmm. with someone that doesn't speak English. Right. Yeah. A woman named Janet that cannot <laughs> speak English. So I really feel... That since the the future part of the movie takes place in 85, she's like one of the girls that made her way over from the Vietnam War, and they just gave her an American name, and she just never learned English. Her actual name is Yam. That's a, <laughs> that's a far... That's a far assumption, but like one that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because like, why would she be named Janet? And he's like translating everything for her. Like, it's got maybe be... Delbert doesn't like how his wife speaks. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> at least to him. I don't know. <laughs> Damn it, Janet! Damn it, Janelle! <laughs> Chick fucks with dicks. So earlier, Kathleen Turner Turner's character had made a comment back at the high school reunion before she passed out in 1985. About one of the track stars. Right. And they had posters, like blown up pictures of the many of them from yeah. when they were in high school. Kind of like the yearbook highlights. Right. The guy turns out to be Benny from The Mummy with... Not Benny from The Jets. No, no, not Benny. No. But like little quivering Benny. He was a communist, too. <laughs> so in this, he's a beatnik, right? It's 1960. Yeah. The beatnik phase is, is huge at the time. Kerouac is one of the, like, the big American literature icons. The uh, Technically, the ancestors of the modern-day Wooks. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty yeah. people. You can follow their lineage directly back to this age. The, the, it's their origin story, if you would. Shit. Next Ben <laughs> First Class was better. She makes the comment after looking at the picture that that was the one that she had always wanted... How did she phrase it? Sweet he was the one guy in high school that I would have... Something in bed. Yeah. I always wanted to slip in bed 
yeah. slip into bed with and or her friends like gave her you know oh yeah the one guy <laughs> well pretty much she just besides wanted him, charlie she, she wanted him to tongue her fart box basically tongue punch her fart tongue box, punch her <laughs> fart box. <laughs> intercourse intercourse Hang. Hang. And this is where, because she's so excited to break up with Nick Cage, I think we all had that immediate reaction of, oh no, we know what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, we know what's about to go down. Girl gonna get some. Guys, guys, I feel like, this is why I feel like it is pedophilia. This is where I'll give you the argument. Because... She's targeting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she knew That's the twenty-five-year-old, the twenty-five-year-old planned to beg a specific seventeen-year-old. Like, That's fucked up. One hundred percent. She's she's hunting prey at this yeah. point. Because yeah, even though she looks like how she did back in the day, which according to her friends doesn't really look any different than yeah, how she, she looks has now. Age. Yada yada yada. But I mean, that could be hardly any of them looked any different. Whatever. But yeah, so she has her eyes on this one guy, and so yeah, I know more than one kind of yeah. But like of all, like she wants this one for sure. Yes, and so like that's where I'll give that to you because like you know she's like, man, I know what happens. You know, I get divorced. It's shitty. Blah blah blah. This is my chance to actually bang this dude. No repercussions because I don't think she's accepted the fact that she's like back in high school, like, time travel aspect, she's at least in a coma reliving her high school. Or a dream. Yeah. She doesn't think that her actions are going to have consequences. She has no reason to believe that what she does now is going to have anything. So, why not? Sadly, she didn't have a picture of Helen Hunt in her wallet that, like, you know, she started fading away. away. (laughs) Speaking of Back to the Future... Do you think the Libyans made their own version where they just killed Doc Brown in the beginning and they roll credits? Oh, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a 20-minute propaganda film. <laughs> it's a 10-minute long movie. If she doesn't marry Nick Cage, that means she doesn't have... She keeps mentioning two kids, Helen Hunt being one of them. Scott was the son. Okay. She doesn't marry Nick Cage. She doesn't have those two kids. Is that a late-term abortion? Robbie, what would you call it? A preemptive strike. <laughs> And then it shows them all at lunch, and Kathleen Turner is like, she spots her prey. He's off on his own. I'm just going to call him Benny because I don't remember what his name was. That was Bernie. Okay. Uh, track guy was Mike. Oh, but Mike they is were his at, name? Yeah. When they were at lunch, she went and talked to Richard. Yeah, yeah, no. But she spots Mike first. She looks at, he's sitting over by himself reading a book. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She, yeah. Because, again, he's a beatnik. He's all about reading and writing and artistic and, like, and like intellect is above you. Right. Like, and not in taking calories in the time. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have snacks later. That's a capitalist <laughs> lunch. I'm going for the workers' parties <laughs> victory. He, he eats tater tots in his pocket. <laughs> Are you saying that he's because... He's the original Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> no, it's because he's a communist and he has to eat potatoes stealthily. Oh, okay. Or, or else the regime's going to take them from I, him. I could see that, too. <laughs> so then she also spots Richard. Yeah. Richard being the nerdy, wealthy guy now. My glasses. In 1985. Uh, she goes to talk to him, and this is where Bob from that 70s show comes up, and he's like, hey, hey there, four eyes, and... And she's wearing says, a Letterman jacket. Wearing, oh, yeah. Great. Oof. Oh, yeah. She tells him to just get away and leave him alone. And he's like, geez, what's your problem? And he walks, he walks away. Off. And she's trying to talk to Richard and just she congratulates him on winning the uh, the Macalon contest. contest. Yeah. And he's like, well, it really wasn't that hard. Okay. Yeah, we get it. You're a fucking nerd. But like, he's confident. Oh, he's yeah. He's a confident he nerd. Yeah, he is. She asks him if he can help her with something. And he's like, I'm, I'm not doing tutoring this year. That's 
clearly she's not the first person and probably not the first girl to ask him or try to use his her womanly wiles to get him to help her get better grades or something just based on the way he delivers all of this like it's almost like fuck you Maybe he's just like rolling tone. like the sniz on the reg. <laughs> That's why That's he's why so busy. So... His schedule is just booked solid. He's like, this is a chore now. I don't even enjoy sex. Because <laughs> like with the parties and everything else, we see like the same four to six girls. Right. This is a high school. He has got the rest of the tang on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, no, I actually need some help with some physics stuff. So could you meet me in the lab later? He's like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. She basically is cold-shouldering Nick Cage's character all through lunch, which he gets super defensive about. What does he say about who needs who needs physics when we have? Oh yeah, later in the later chemistry. in the yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was such a good line. That's how I got that for it. Like that's. <laughs> if I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and I together. Uh, if I rearrange the alphabet, I'll put UTI together. <laughs> We don't have to rearrange the alphabet for that. So then it shows, it fast forwards to like the end of the school day and it shows her out doing baton practice on the baton squad with all of her friends. It's the stick squad. It's the the stick squad. They're they're just playing with sticks. It's cheer squad. (laughs) What the fuck ever. I feel like, I feel like they're not really the cheer squad. They're the B squad. They're the ones that couldn't make cheerleading. So they're playing with (laughs) squad goals. (laughs) And she's watching everyone do this. We already saw a picture of her at the high school reunion. Clear as day, she looks like she was the leader of this. And you can tell in this scene, she's trying to remember how to do that. So it's like the physicality, the, the, the muscle memory isn't quite there either yet, which is weird that she has the mental capacity of a 43-year-old and the body of a 17-year-old, but that those Go things on. are not... <laughs> You had me a body of a 17-year-old. <laughs> you had me a mind of a 43-year-old. Back in my day. That was just weird. So then it shows Nick Cage creeping up in his car, and he calls her over to talk to her through the fence. And he makes a comment about how he likes watching her twirl her baton. <laughs> just like, yeah, just wish you would twirl yours. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have come up with that three-year plan, dumbass. Did anybody else notice those, like, dumb pom-poms on her fucking shoes? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> when she ran, when she was, like, jogging over towards him. Didn't they talk through uh, a fence? Yeah, they're yeah. talking through the fence. Or a wall, if Ooh. you will. It's all an allegory for uh, 2016 election. Again, she's trying to make America great. The wall was red. It's like those caps. Yeah, it's 1960. She's making it great. That she's just mad the first it up. time. <laughs> Maybe this is what Trump was talking about the whole time. He just loves this movie. Like they got a, they got walls. There's not any Mexicans in this movie. He literally built his entire platform off of this There's and Back to the Future. <laughs> uh, Back to Future Two. No climate Biff change. Is president. Yeah. 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 yeah that's. Uh, Nick Cage at this point admits that, oh, my three-year plan was <laughs> kind of dumb. I, we shouldn't do that. He was really upset that she was ignoring him that day and realized the thought of her being with other guys was just too much to handle. And I'm like, <laughs> joke's on you. She's about to handle a lot of other guys. <laughs> how do they? How does she handle them? Pedophilia-ish. Mm. That's my favorite fish. Yeah. So then she... Ew. <laughs> So then she walks away. It's, it's a big fish in a small pond. <laughs> it's a big fish with a little mustache. 
so she walks away and Nick Cage is left standing there at the fence. Okay, this is really weird because normally on like a shot like this, the camera would like cut out to where it shows full body, but it doesn't. It stays right on him, which is more a little more than waist up. I would say like rib cage up. And Nick you Cage see him, up. Nick Cage, Nick Cage, rib cage up. And you see him reach his hand down and it looks like he's sticking it right down the front of his pants. And then he pulls out a roll of Mentos. And he takes one out and <laughs> pops it in his mouth. It shows I him swear. enjoying it. Oh, man. It is, it's as though Mentos are the cold shower of candy. It's, it's like he yeah. had to keep himself from blowing a load just from the conversation he, he had, had with Mentos her through a Jesus. But at the same time, it also made him look like he did blow his load. It did. It really <laughs> did. Or like maybe that was his cigarette after sex. Wait. Maybe, he, maybe his load is Mentos. Ew. Oh, I get it. And like, he, okay. <laughs> oh, he just comes out. But then he popped it in his mouth and started chewing it. It's, it's a cycle. Recycle. Um, That's why we don't have things nowadays. Right. So then she runs off and to meet Richard in the physics lab. This is where she wants to ask the smartest kid that she knows. About kites. What did you just call me? Kites. Kite. Okay, sorry. I'm like, look, I get that my remember last name is that, Stein, like... but that's not okay. <laughs> oh God! No, remember he had that like a uh, triplane. Yes, kite. yes. Yeah. yeah, he was, he was testing fucking that Jew. Whole thing. <laughs> Listen, um, and she. This is where she asks him if he thinks that time travel is possible. To which he goes, he's burritos. <laughs> <gasps> Mexico. <laughs> oh my god this is oh but yeah no then uh, she's, one big allegory but pretty much she was like hey do you believe does time travel possible he's like well according to einstein who says that uh, the theory of relativity that uh time is just constant no you cannot a human cannot go back in time but with my theory one time i was at uh, disney world and i ate a burrito it's called Richard's Burrito Theory. <laughs> yeah, Richard's Burrito. What What is Richard's Burrito? It's a It's this thing you get like a, a flowery like shell, and you fill it full of. I know things. what a burrito is. Oh, so oh what's what Richard's, Richard's Burrito? burrito. Has, also, fully thought this was a euphemism. This movie is jam packed with those. So it's just like she is with young boys <laughs> with young young men. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said, oh, wait, wait, we can't say underage men. Old, they're, old boys. They're boys. <laughs> the literal long and short of it is, because he sums it up in the same two sentences, is that time can and probably will eventually wrap around on itself. And just like how your burrito is, there'll be a small overlap right there. Where they just touch the tips. Just, the just tips touch. just touch. Just it's all about touching tip tips. Touching. What yeah. are you guys doing after this? Intercourse. Intercourse. <laughs> Wang. Wang. I'm getting a burrito, actually. <laughs> I wish I could have a Fill burrito. It with whatever you want. So this is the moment at which we find out time travel is confirmed as the idea. This is not a flashback movie. It's a time travel movie. Yep. Um, which technically makes it a sci-fi film. This was actually up for an award for best science fiction film in 1986. We have an issue with that. When you actually go through what sci-fi films came out in 1986, it didn't win. It was simply one of the nominees. But even from the list of 1986 sci-fi films, I would not have thrown But technically, if it's a time travel film, it can win any win the award any year. Having watched the whole movie, I still don't feel... I feel sci-fi was a fucking stretch. Oh, imagine oh, yeah. time... You know, it's, it's time travel. 
hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not. I'm sorry. Now the only way that I could see that this was considered sci-fi in '86 is because there was a literary context to this, where if this had been based off of maybe a short story somewhere along the lines, kind of like the butterfly effect was. Oh, that's No Hands movie. Yes. Yeah. So that was actually based off of a short story, obviously applied to modern times. Which technically still isn't the butterfly effect. Like like Coppola's whole artistic take on this, Mm -hmm. that's the only reason that I could see. Because the original short story for the butterfly effect is considered science fiction. That fits right in there. Although the movie adaptation is not what the actual butterfly effect is. No, no, it's not at all. but, (laughs) But it was based on that. So Yeah. Uh, I think that's what they were trying to get out here. And 86 is fucking weird. I was born in 86. Yeah. So. Fucking weird. Yeah, Wait, fucking when, when were you born? Weird. 88. <laughs> Old asses. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Yo, bitch. <laughs> Kids these days. 89. Uh, little young bloods over here. So it takes her a second to convince Richard that she's from the future, which she openly says, I'm from the future. And he's like, I think you're fucking crazy. She gives him all these details that things about him... That didn't come out That she read in a magazine. Yes. From an interview that he did later towards 85 when he was famous. And he's like, wait, how did you know about my grandfather who's blind? I've never told anybody about him. And I'm ashamed of him. Even though he is what led him to inventing. Oh boy, he uses his grandpa as a guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't fix his eyesight to make him unashamed. So he just kind of stopped halfway through. He was like, all right, well now you can read. Now you can get an education. All right, Grandpa, we're going to figure out if electroshock therapy works for the gays. But I'm not gay. Not yet, Grandpa. (laughs) I figure if this will turn you gay, we can also figure out a frequency to make you un-gay. Un-gayed again. And this is how Mike Pence got his uh, his ideas. That's how he became Mike Electric Fence Pence. Chick fucks with dicks. Her and Richard are walking home, and he's so wrapped up in the idea that she's actually from the future but then they are theorizing they don't know is she alive in the past is it is she a form of herself in the past like to where she's she couldn't actually die all of a sudden they hear sirens going off in the background and there's a fire truck coming and he goes oh here here's a fire truck stand right here if you die we know they well he said if the fire truck goes through, through you, you you're right. dead yeah you're a ghost right. and the fire truck did not slow oh, down they for were her. not stopping they were honking at I her mean, she dives out of the way they said she move says, bitch right. get out the way but they were not slowing down at, they were gonna hit her yeah they don't break she, for thoughts nope <laughs> oh they, they had places to go <laughs> they had to go save i was gonna say a half a person tree yeah she gets home she's heading up to her room She's having weird interactions with their parents. They can tell something's off. Yeah, it's because you have a 43-year-old living in your 17-year-old's bedroom. That's why some shit seems weird. Why is she drinking my alcohol? (laughs) So the mom asks her, honey, is everything okay? You've been acting weird about Charlie. You had mentioned something with that. Is he trying to force you to do things that you don't want? Penis. And I'm like, actually, I think it's the other way around. Penis. Well, she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know what a, or you, you know what a penis, <laughs> you know what a penis is? <laughs> Stay away from it, she says. Stay away from, I'm like, wow. Good Depends talk, what mom. the word pen is, <laughs> is. Um, pen 15 club. <laughs> oh, man. In middle school. Yeah. <laughs> we were geniuses. Yeah, we I were. I got demerits for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those kids out there that are listening, demerits are what happened when they didn't have smartphones to take away from us. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> this is the point at which Peggy Sue's up in her room and Nick Cage shows up 
to pick her up for he uh, him and his band have a performance. He's all about music. He wants to be a musician. To which she's like, yeah, right. That's not going to happen because I know what happens. Like you turn into a skis ball like your dad. What he shows up to pick her up. And this is where he is struggling through the Rice Krispies. <laughs> this is where he's sitting on the couch talking with her family while she's upstairs. And it is the mo- I want I want somebody. I want one of our viewers. You have to go find this cut. It's a cut of Nick Cage from Peggy Sue Got Married eating Rice Krispie treats. And I want you to just take that cut and apply some music to it and make this like the most seductive slow-mo cut that I've ever seen. Like create it, share it with us on our Facebook page. I would love to see that. This was the awkward sex scene in the whole movie. <laughs> it was the most awkward. And we saw ones with teenagers and a 43-year-old. So Can I share one? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. This is also the point at which the mom goes upstairs to talk to her again, and she's like, look, Nick Cage, Charlie, whatever his name is, is downstairs. This is the best time of your life. You got to learn how to manage him now. And I'm just like, that's not great advice. She doesn't know what a penis is, mom. First off, not the best time of your life. I would argue, not the best time of your life. I thoroughly enjoyed high school. I had a great time. Granted, I had some really down times. You know, like, there was depression and anxiety and suicide and shit like yeah that you survived that yeah but wow you fell at everything i know (laughs) but but then you on the flip side like i thoroughly enjoyed the everything else so i don't know i just but that wasn't the best time of my life i have a daughter i have another one on the way congratulations by the way better thank you i can think of so many better times later down the road hey your wedding was a fun night I had a great time. Yeah. But see, you know, her life, well, granted, her mom doesn't know this, yeah, yeah, yeah. but her mom is that 1950s housewife. 1950s, 60s housewife. housewife. Yeah. yeah. Anything outside the house is big and scary. She is Annie and Griffith personified. Because her daughter is basically, well, now after high school, you become a housewife. For her daughter, that is the best time of her life. This is her chance to do anything. Yeah. She finally agrees. She goes down with Nick Cage, and they go to his band's performance, which actually includes a couple of the other guys from it, including Jim Carrey. There's yeah. four of them. There's, it's like a doo-wop group. And so it shows all of them at it, and they're performing, and Nick Cage is singing. They're all singing, and the performance is... I mean, it's actually... It doesn't sound bad. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, decent. it's pretty good. It's not what I expected at all. Definitely not. It's in, like, the basement of some church or some business or something then it shows them all just hanging out afterwards jim carrey it's funny jim carrey mentions they're talking about baseball he mentions something about the white Sox and the yankees and you know how one team has the offense for it but the other team definitely has the pitching but pit, yeah as i'm and, saying pitching no uh, other team has defense and pitching wins your pennants right he's talking about the yankees and the white Sox, and i just think it's funny that he mentioned that those two and very specific like teams. A, a couple days ago was just announced that the White Sox and the Yankees are the ones that are going to be playing uh, a game next season in 2020 at the baseball diamonds where Field of Dreams. It is the Field of Dreams baseball field. How much They're actually rebuilding a new one next to it. They're not using the original field. Oh, that's dumb. And seating is only going to be for 8,000 people. Yeah, I was going to ask you how much do you think those tickets are going to cost? Probably about $10,000 and the blood of your firstborn. I was going to say really? uh, pre or post scalping. Right. <laughs> well, for American League teams, I don't know why they chose the White Sox of all teams to play with the Yankees. I'd uh, say Yankees and, you know, the Red Sox would be a better choice. I think it's a I think it's a classic issue. It's a classic because the White Sox are a classic American True, baseball team. but so are the Chicago White Stockings. Yes, that's what I think that they would, you know what I'm saying. Well, they weren't known as the White Stockings. No, of course they weren't. Because that was the Cubbies, baby. But yeah, I just thought that that was a just a little fun tidbit in there. I was like, oh, 
funny that that just literally was just announced like two days ago that that yeah. was happening. This is where Nick Cage describes, uses the whole line, who needs physics when we have chemistry? Sorry, hey. hang on. <clears throat> who needs physics when we have chemistry? Which, by the way, he sounds way more of a nerd than Richard did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Richard was confident in the shit that he said. And oh, fucking, yeah. fucking Nicholas Cage was all like... he was slaying pussy. That's why. Fucking Nicholas Cage was like... Intercourse. Intercourse. <laughs> it was weird. This is where we were trying to figure out if Nick Cage's hair was real or if it was a wig. Oh, that was real. <laughs> Him and Peggy Sue leave the uh, the performance, and they shows them parking. Which, for those of you who don't know what parking is, that's when... It's called dogging now. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, hooking up. I don't know. Uh, uh, Netflix and chill. Uh, uh, We're porking. Uh, swiping right. Whatever the kids call it. So, they're parked in the car, somewhere dark, making out. And this is where Cage delivers a line like Christopher Walken in a Pee Wee Herman voice. And it's absolute. This led us down a rabbit hole of just throwing random stuff up. Oh, the movie got 10 times better. I'm trying to remember what it was that he said. And then you went on about the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. (laughs) The Foo Fighters. Peggy Sue, I can't wait to marry you. We'll go see the Foo Fighters. Go see the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. (laughs) And so then every time that he opened his mouth, we just heard. Christopher Walken as Pee Wee Herman and Nick Cage. It, it's just, I want that movie. <laughs> yeah. I'd pay actual money for that movie. Well, Pee Wee Herman's too old to play Pee Wee Herman now. But he just did. Yeah, it wasn't good. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I loved it as a kid. I remember that. Uh, Yeah, the original uh, yeah. Pee Wee's Adventure. Someone stole my bicycle! And Lawrence Fishburne. And now Lawrence um, Fishburne's daughter, who's a porn star now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Montana. Montana Fishburne. You'd, you'd, think being from the, you'd, think, you'd think being from the Matrix, he'd have seen that coming. you think. Um, <laughs> well, he did see it coming. <laughs> so, so does, does she. she. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy Sue's like, oh, let's, let's make love. And he's like... Make love. You mean sex? <laughs> Intercourse. <laughs> Intercourse. Enter soundbite here. Intercourse. He's like telling her, uh, no. And she's like, well, come on. Doesn't Lucky Chucky want to come out to play? Who's Lucky Chucky? You know, your throbbing thrill hammer. Oh. Only those worthy can wield it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wang. Wang. And then this is where we start really getting the highlights of the roller coaster of what is Nick Cage. This is where he goes from he's he's ready to drop the thrill hammer. He loses it. He's like, wait, 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 wait. No. One week you say, if you love me, we won't do this. And now you're saying, if you love me, we will. Which is it? She changed her fucking mind, dude. Like, like yeah, calm down. Like, I get it. It's, it's, time it's... happens. Also, it's going to happen a lot in your life. Get used to it. <laughs> That's... And so then he he tells her no, and it shows her dropping – it shows him dropping her off at her house, and she's apologizing, and she gets out of the car, and he's like – he basically is slut-shaming her at this point. Oh, yeah. He's like, no. He's talking mad no. shit. No, he's like – what does he call it? Uh, a humiliator. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, that's on you. Like, if yeah. you want to be humiliated – she didn't, If anything, she's like trying she, to build your confidence. Exactly. It's yeah. not like she pulled your dick out and went, really? That's it? It's not like she laughed at your Mentos. Like, that's not what we're getting at. <laughs> I don't understand how she's the humiliator here, but yeah, just one hundred percent. He's salty. I, th- I then, think I think because of the time period, men would initiate that. Yeah, and it would be uncommon for women to not woman like, not dainty enough. Mm. So he's like, "Oh crap, she's taking control. I don't know what to do." Yeah, so he feels emasculated. Yeah, right. he's feeling emasculated, right. which he turns out later he loves. Oh yeah, yeah cut cage baby. 
Well, she. (laughs) Jesus. So she doesn't cuckold Coppola. (laughs) (laughs) So she doesn't go home. She ends up going to the donut hole. Why? To get her hole stuffed. (laughs) She's got a hole to fill. (laughs) She just wants some dick, and she's gonna fuck one of these kids tonight. That's where she spots her prey, the commie beatnik kid. Nothing makes easier to prey than teenagers hopped up on sugar. (laughs) <laughs> how do you know this robbie the less i say the better <laughs> is there are you on a list or two uh no no three nope again like i said earlier only illegal if you get caught i feel like he was not the adult in this situation i feel 100 percent that he was the minor. i was hopped up on sugar <laughs> <laughs> looking back hindsight <coughs> like man if I had just gotten decaf. I hope you just cut it in lines like Jim Carrey did earlier. 100% pure cane sugar. This is baby. where we get the no more jello for me, mom. Chick fucks with dicks. The world is fantastic. It's the ultimate absurd circus. And I am shot from a cannon into the energy. What are you shooting for? Maximum intensity yeah i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna write i'm gonna check out of this bourgeois motel push myself away from the dinner table and say no more jello for me mom (laughs) (laughs) from benny was that some slam poetry bullshit i think so i don't you know why they call it slam poetry Hmm. it makes you want to slam your dick in a car door (laughs) it's so bad or the nearest 43 year old woman alive <laughs> oh, man. oh my god what the i don't know what i have here well we're uh, they're in the donut hole and then she gets on his bike no i have it says looked dot 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 did he dead i don't know what this note what? is supposed to say did he dead <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Was that the Nicolas Cage window thing that happened later? That's next, which is where... What the fuck? Okay, so Kathleen Turner ends up meeting up with the beatnik kid, Benny from The Mummy. Then she mounts his bike. She mounts his bike. They go off and smoke some weed together. As as they're leaving town, the uh, Dolores, the bitchy oh, yeah, girl from her. the bathroom, which looked like she was giving her own yeah. head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she is. She like, was riding some dude's dick while he was driving. Yeah, one hundred percent. And she sees. Peggy Sue and Beatnik getting on this guy's motorcycle equates to you're fucking, which is a problem. I mean, she wasn't wrong. They're literally fu- It hadn't happened yet. It happened 10 minutes later. No, like 32 and a half. But, <laughs> you know, irregardless. That's not a fucking word. <laughs> Get the fuck out of this podcast. <laughs> you really don't like being girls. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so she sees them. That comes in playing the next scene. But yeah, they're out and having the time of their life, riding motorcycle, sitting out in the middle of a field, looking at the stars, smoking a reefer. Yeah. Marijuana, cigarettes, devil's um, lettuce. And they end up banging hard. So she gets plowed by a high school senior. I'm just going to say that. It's easier than saying 17 or 18 because I don't fucking know how old he is. Yeah. Hell, he could have been a super senior. I don't know. Yeah. He could have been held back a couple of times. He could be 20. Sure. Uh, he could be 14. And they just shoved his ass to senior year. Yep, he, he didn't have a mustache, really. Jump, you know, jump yeah. that direction as well. I, I mean, had a beard when I was 18. I grew my first one when I was 16. 
I've been working on this one since I was 16. <laughs> For those of you who obviously can't see that, there's really nothing here. It seems about white. I'd call I'd call it a it's a it's a decent ball tickler. Ooh. Um, no more wants, jo- who no wants, more Joe, mom. Who wants a mustache rat? <laughs> she gets done boning him and then it cuts to her sleeping at home. She, yeah, she loses her second virginity to the communist. Butt stuff? No. Wait, what's your second virginity? Well, well because her and uh Cuckold Coppola haven't banged yet. Oh, but I see what so you're saying. if she's gotcha. in her body as a seventeen-year-old, did she lose her virginity again? That's what I'm saying, though. Then yes, yeah. It's it's like Schrodinger's virginity. I thought you meant anal, like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Schrodinger's pussy. Perfect. So she is sleeping at home, and the next scene is it shows Charlie breaking in to yeah. her bedroom. This is hardcore breaking in, straight up creeping in, and not just that. He makes it look really easy. Like yeah, he's like, done the, like this. he's the fucking Grinch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like he's done this. Yeah, I mean one. And he's about to steal some presents. Like, and by presents, Charlie. I mean the presents of life. Because he picks up a pillow as though to smother her well, with it. Because at first it looks okay. He's just like kind of putting on his lap or something. Yeah. Like just put his arms on. But then he grabs it with both hands both. and puts it right over her head. He was gonna murder. He like touched her nose. Oh with yeah, that that's pillow. what woke her yeah. up. He couldn't go through with it, but he was still an attempted murder. But she wakes up, and then he makes the comment, Peggy Sue, I need to talk to you. Let's go to the basement and steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Huge tone shift. Oh, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, I feel like this could take a really weird Heather's yeah, turn. I, you know, <laughs> like someone's about to die. Yeah, I didn't know if she was getting out of this scene alive. Maybe this was how she gets back to the present because when, of whatever. When I tie the past, it means I tie in real life. They go to the basement, and this is where he has a full-blown meltdown. This is like where we get the finest of Nick Cage of all time. Oh, he's on uppers, he's on downers, oh, and man, everywhere it in is between. a wild ride. It's fantastic. He's got this breakdown. The hair is gone crazy. He starts talking he's in the third person. Full Body pajamas and oh, a leather yeah. jacket. Oh, yeah. He starts talking about himself in the third person, which she calls him on. She's like, stop talking about yourself in the third person. Why are you doing that? He compared, she compared him to, to Napoleon. She's like, you're not fucking Napoleon, which little man syndrome, dick, emasculated, boom. Tiny Mentos. Mentos, right. The fresh maker. But he makes the comments about like, I've got the hair. I've got the eyes. You look at that window. I've got the car. And... I feel like he's straight up about to strangle her in her basement. That's going to happen. If I can't have you, no one can. Yeah, it doesn't. And then the next thing, he's fine. I got you a present. <laughs> like, like He's like screaming about how great he is. And like obviously, you tell he's, he feels like he's defeated. There should be no reason that why she's rejecting him. And that's why he's having this meltdown. Yeah. And now nowhere he goes, oh, happy birthday. I got you a present. And it will. No, that's in the. Last that's later. Scene. That's the last scene. Didn't he give her something? Not there, no. That's no. where she makes the comment to him. I, It's like I have this window in my heart and you can just slip right in. You're right. And we were like, you mean like he just slipped into your actual physical window to murder you? <laughs> All because he heard that she was hanging out with that kid. Yeah. yeah. So Just hanging out. Bitch girl that nobody seems to like except for the dude that's plowing her at the moment tells him. Society in, needs those people. Immediately he's like, hey. I saw your girl with the dude. I'm sure they were fucking. And so he immediately, instead of being like, why don't you fuck off? You know, <laughs> he just has a meltdown. Like, of course she fucking is. Like, why wouldn't she be? Well, I love her so much. She won't put out for me. She tried to put out for me. She must have been banging a dude literally an hour later. Oh, and, boy. Here I go killing again. But, so, so now, now I got to go fucking smother her ass with a fucking pillow right. in her own bedroom. Chick fucks with dicks. The next scene we see is her hanging out with this 
Benny kid again. This is, uh, by the way, we're an hour and 15 minutes into the movie, and this is the first time that we see anyone who's not white. So, yeah, we're, what, that's approximately, what, three-fifths of the way through the the movie? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Robbie said that. Right, right. Don't know why. (laughs) That's a... That's a compromise. Strange fraction to find. Uh, It's definitely definitely, a compromise. Definitely a compromise. I can see that. But yeah, so they pull up to a bar called 40 Acres and a Mule. And... Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I'll cut that one. That's fine. No. That stays in. Oh my God. And... So she's hanging out with Mike, the 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 beatnik, and Mike. I thought he was Benny. Benny, and the Jets, and he's talking to her about how after high school they're out of this town. She's gonna go with him to and Utah to Utah to live with some girl who raises chickens. Yep. On because mountains. why? Why would they go to Utah? Because polygamy is legal there. But pedophilia is illegal. Sad for her. Which is where why she was like, uh, yeah, no. Hard I can't pass. do that. And he's like, why not? I'm allergic to chickens. I was like, that was a that's a great cover. I'm allergic to chickens. Or cocks, whatever she wants to say. She's not allergic to cocks, obviously. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, she's a fucking vacuum for him. <laughs> so he's like, but but that's we have why something they call going. her Miss Hoover. Miss Hoover. <laughs> but, but we have something going. We've got this connection. We were like two stars out there. No, 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 no. We were like two stars in the same constellation. Right. To which Robbie Robbie said, they're still millions of miles apart. apart. I'm like, yeah, that's fantastic. And she just looks at him and goes, wow, that was a great line. You're going to make a really good writer one day. Like, she is just not. Oh, she 180s him so hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then. No, like, you'll you'll get over it and you'll write a great poem about it. He's like, really? He's like, like, you think that? Okay. Like. And that kind of placates him. 100% like, yeah. a 43-year-old manipulating a child. I'm just... Yeah. Like, like I said, this is where I will give you that. <laughs> she she had what she wanted, and now she's she, done. She knew as an adult what to say to this... Impressionable 17-year-old child. You child. Know, who's got his hopes and dreams planned out, and he just needs somebody to tell him, you're going to make it. Yeah. She over, overhears in the background an R&B group singing. Nick Black Cage's Street character. Wasn't a thing yet. It turn, she turns around because she recognizes the voice. Nick Cage's character is singing with them in the background. And she's like captured. She's enticed by it. She forgets. It's almost as though she forgot how much he really did love music when they were younger. <laughs> Hearing him and seeing him in this zone, uh, really entertaining strangers, not just their friends, mm-hmm. uh, it highlights that the love that he has for it. Well, not only that, but um, you got to remember the very beginning of the movie how much she despised him. She, she even straight up tells her daughter him. resented him, yeah. and now she's remembering why she fell in love with him in the first place. I mean, yep. that kind of happened in the earlier scene, right before she tried banging him. When in the she was car. trying to get that dick, because she even says like, "Wow, you know, he really is cute," and like she's kind of falling for him again. Oh, she makes a comment about like you can be really sweet when you want to, or something. Yeah, something along those lines. And so charming, you can be really charming. charming yeah. yeah. Well, it turns out that Nick Cage is there for a gig. He's actually singing and there's an agent that's there to watch him perform. He's trying to get a music contract. So when he gets done, it shows him going over and sitting with the agent. He's like, you know, hey, hey, yeah, welcome to your new client. And the guy's just like, yeah, no. no. <laughs> and, and Nick Cage's character, like. He's like, <laughs> sorry, Charlie. Like he literally goes from top to bottom, like roller coaster. Yeah. We literally hit the, the pinnacle, the and he just chuckle. <sighs> and as he's just realizing, you no, know, this guy absolutely means it. Yeah, that awkward chuckle just slowly turns into a pathetic, like 
Don't whimper. Sob. Yeah. yeah. Just, and he's just sitting there, you know, handing his hair, like rubbing this dude his face, like getting... how am I? How this was this was my shot. He does not handle rejection well. No, like at all, because he's been rejected by Peggy Sue. He's been rejected by the music. I expected him to reach across the table and smother the agent. (laughs) No, the next scene cut to him sneaking into the agent's window. (laughs) It's like let's go to the basement. (laughs) Okay. The next day, Peggy Sue shows up at his place. In the morning, like she asked him to walk. Well, she asked for a ride, but his car is not working. So she asked if they can walk to school together. And he's like, why? You're done with me. You said you were done with me. Everyone's done with me. Oh, poor me. Whiny teenager bullshit. He would have been been a scene kid if he was in the in the O's. He, he'd have been a scene kid. You know, besides being a pedophile, Peggy Sue's a bad person. because She could have she warned everyone about Vietnam. She could have warned everyone about a lot of things before yeah. 1985, and she didn't. So, well, neither did Captain America. So, fair enough. <clears throat> no, he went back in time, and fixed that shit. We don't know that Vietnam either. still happened. It still had. Well, to happen. maybe not in that timeline. For, for everything, that's what I'm saying, yeah. for everything, to, yeah. I mean, assuming it's, it's not all on yeah. timeline, but right it, because it's a burrito. She, she says, "I wrote a song for you," and hands him a piece of paper, and he's like, "Why?" She's like, "Because I've." I forgot how much you love music and like, you know, so this is for you. It'll be a big hit. I promise. Later come to find out it's a Beatles song. She loves you. Yeah. Yeah. And and Nick Cage says, I changed all the yes to ooze. Guaranteed. The only reason they did that is for copyright issues. Yeah. Like they couldn't get the rights to the Beatles at the time because 85 Beatles rights were super expensive. Yeah, John Lennon was kind of a dick. She basically starts saying her goodbyes to people. She's going to try to get back to 1985 is the idea. And so you're telling me she's trying to get back to the future. Yes. Oh. But she doesn't have to travel at 88 miles an hour. Right. So she, that's why she's giving him that. Then she goes to say bye to Richard. And tells him that she's leaving. And, and he goes, marry me, you slut. And, oh, and, Basically. Oh, yeah, he proposes. I forget about that. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, I've done that once. Peggy Sue got married. I'm not doing it again. And we're like, hey, look, it's the title of the movie again. Like that's For like the fourth time. Yeah. Three were in the in intro. Case you, in case you missed it. Oh, yeah. There were opening credits to this. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. And they look like they're fucking men in um, Windows Movie Maker 97 <laughs> <does>. edition. <laughs> Blue background, white text. So what she ends up doing is she leaves. She goes to stay with the grandparents. It shows her walking in. And next thing we know, she's napping and it's nighttime and there's a loud thunder roll and some lightning. And she wakes up and the grandpa says, what's wrong, Peggy Sue? Someone jump on your grave? Is that a saying? It's walk on your grave. Okay, because he okay. said jump. Yes. Well, I never even... Well, what does walk on your grave mean? It's it's like we need that weird, like, chill down your back or something. I don't like, have a plot yet, Yeah, though. you don't have a plot. And that's why it gives you that chill, because somebody walked where you're gonna be, like, buried at. Like, I don't get... No I don't look that up, no because can, I literally had no idea yeah, what I, this I've was. heard the term walk across no your one grave. Can, gotcha. No one can walk in space, though. That's why I want, I want my body shot in space. So from this point on, pretty the movie just loses me. This is where yeah. I guarantee the writers were like, okay, how the we've fuck do we wrap this How up? do we wrap it? Well, then they bring in that ghost element. The door swinging open. Oh, the right. door. No, the, the door didn't that? swing open. It it the door opened, opened yeah. and closed. Lightly closed. Like yeah. someone just walked and, through it. He's like, damn wind. And you hear it latch. Yeah, let's setting the scene. They're asking her what's wrong, and she is like, I have something to tell you. Then they show the clock to show that time has passed, 
And the next line we hear is her saying, and that's pretty much it. So, <laughs> like, just, like, a cheap shot of, okay, we don't want to actually show her telling the whole story. Grandparents, they're like, yep, we got it. Yeah, I totally believe it. They're in the middle of talking, and this is where... The front door basically just, like... Slowly so, opens, but not... It doesn't even yeah, so, yeah, It's like a storm outside. And everybody's had, like... A door blow open or like you go to open the screen door like flies out of your hand like there's a slam and everything and that's not what happened here the storm blew the door open quote unquote the front door not the, the screen door the yeah, front the door. front door the heavy the wooden wood front with door. like a glass pane in it door and by blew it open i mean like it just slowly opened halfway like harry potter walked through with the cloak of invisibility yes on. exactly and then closed it behind him. And, and politely <laughs> closed it behind him because, hey, it's storming outside. Let's not get the carpet wet. Yeah. Also, I'm going to throw this out there, but if that happened in my house while I'm sitting in the living room, I'm jumping up. Like, like oh, yeah. I'm shook. I'm going to do something. I'm yeah. swinging it Nobody moved. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody moved. And the only one who even, even commented. Acknowledged. Yeah, it was was her grandfather. I was like, ah, oh, the wind's acting up again or something. He said, strange winds tonight. Yeah. Like, what? A damn ghost isn't paid rent in three months. <laughs> <laughs> Chick fucks with dicks. They believe it. They're, they're like open to it. They're like, if you truly believe that this is a thing, then we're not opposed to it because yeah, the who are we to tell? No. Although yeah, the she grandma would was like, yeah, if you believe it, I believe it. This is where her grandpa's getting ready. They're getting ready to leave. They're in the kitchen. And she makes a comment to him about how she misses the family since they've been gone because none of them are really in touch. She doesn't really see the cousins or anything. And his gr her grandpa makes the comment, it's your grandma's strudel that's kept this family together. Was that an allegory? <laughs> it's gotta be. For? Her vagina. Whose vagina? The grandma's vagina. Okay, good. <laughs> Nanny veg. <laughs> she ends up riding with her grandpa. They're leaving to go to what turns out to be like his... His the lodge. Yeah, his lodge. That's what I was like, club. Moose Lodge? Moose yeah, it's, it's basically lodge. like Moose Lodge. It's yeah. Freemasonry, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. All of a sudden, she says, she delivers the line, something about, do you really think this will work? And he's like, well, the last one was 600 years ago, for so we're due for another. I'm fucking lost here. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? We, we rewound the movie yeah. three times. And couldn't figure out. Is there out... some prophecy that we missed or yeah. some yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh shit? There's, right before it, there was a, a quick conversation as they're walking out the door where, unprovoked, Peggy, she was like, so what does Grandma think you do at the lodge? And he's like, oh, you know, stag films and... Poker. Poker. And they walk out. And then, yeah, then they're in the car. And the next line is, so do you think this is going to work? So we all have no idea what the hell is going to happen. So they show up at the lodge. And they're all dressed up in their robes and their funny hats. There's weird Italian mu music playing as though I'm at Avanti's or uh, insert local Italian family restaurant here and they all start chanting and shit and apparently the founder of their lodge was a time traveler convenient how that plot device just Here's, happens i don't like to use the term ass pull <laughs> so they're all chanting and shit and then like the electricity starts going out lights are flickering and there's a couple of flashes uh, it's still storming in the background and then she's gone and so they all think it worked. And then it shows the grandpa just like, oh, well, let's play cards. Okay. All of a sudden it shows Charlie outside carrying her over his shoulder. <laughs> in a tarp. It, it, no, that's her dress. Th Wait, that was, what? That was what was, they wrapped was, her in for her ceremonial yeah, robe. It was the robe thing. So it was like pulled over her. 
he's like, I'm trying to save you. They were going to vaporize you. They get into the uh, greenhouse that's right outside the lodge. And this is where he's like, I told my dad that I was going to leave to do music. And he, on the spot, he gave me 10% of the shop. I know you were scared. Now you don't have to be because I can be a provider. And this is where he proposes to her. First off, you haven't even graduated yet, bro. Pump the brakes. <laughs> but yeah, th- this is also her realizing none of the shit she did really mattered too much. As far as quit. she can tell. Because like, oh, he still ended up. Still gonna end up yeah. with her, and like he's yeah. still gonna be in that appliance shop. This again, though, highlights an up and a down because she says no, and he gets super upset, and then he's like, he's like, why? And he goes on this big rant. I didn't pay attention to half of it because I'm just like, I don't know what's happening right now. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> the movie's lost twenty minutes ago at this point. And then all of a sudden he goes ah down to. I got you a present for your birthday. <laughs> You're just like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Which, well, this was her birthday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so she's 18. He gives her the present, which turns out to be a locket that she had on at the very beginning. She took it off. That she had taken off yeah. at the class reunion. This is where, oh, then they bone. She gives in, and she bones another high school senior. And then she wakes up. But this time when she wakes up, what does she wake up to? Nick Cage. 43-year-old Nick Cage. In the hospital, waiting for her to wake up from whatever it was she went through. Harder. It was like it was a weird some heart weird thing. heart condition. You had to restart her, her heart. heart. wasn't beating right. Right. So right. it was like an arrhythmia But what was he singing to her to serenade her back to life? What was... I don't know. I didn't hear it. I thought he was singing Peggy Sue. He was. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, yeah I... I was trying to figure it out, but I was also writing notes and I missed that part. You also skipped something when she looked in the lock in. This is still back in the past, right yeah. before she uh, made her quantum leap. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> she looked in the locket and she was like, Why is Scott and Helen Hunt's picture in this? I don't remember Helen Hunt's character's name. He's like, Neither do I. He's like, Who are Scott and Helen Hunt? That's me and you as babies. Because for some reason, you put your baby pictures in lockets. <laughs> Yeah. Which only confirms the pedophilia thing a little bit more. Chick fucks with dicks. This is the part where we see the other mirror. Quote, unquote, mirror. Air quote, mirror. Insert air quotes here, mirror. You can't see it, but I'm air quoting as hard as I can. <laughs> That's, and you know, I think something, I'm going to try to post those clips too. I'm going to see if I can find clips of mm-hmm. these on YouTube of the different mirror scenes. So you can see what we're referring to because it it's just so clear. Also, I don't remember the last time I was in the hospital and there was a giant fucking mirror on the wall, mostly because I feel like patients don't want to wake up and see their ugly asses in the mirror. I don't want to watch myself die. This is also hospitals in the 80s. Yeah, this was 85. Back when healthcare was affordable. Basically, this is where Nick Cage is telling her, look, I I fucked up. You are me. I I can't live without you. Yeah, like you are what I need. I need you, you need me, like we are meant to be type thing. What about Janet? Who the fuck is Janet? Oh, right. That's the one that, <laughs> that's the one that can't speak English. Yeah. She, oh, literally, she literally was like, what about Janet? And he, he said, he said he, he got tired of translating everything for her. <laughs> he th- She thought the big bopper was a sandwich or was a burger or something. Wasn't it? Wait, is that a euphemism for his penis? No, that's an old singer. Oh, gotcha. The big bopper. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. All that, all that, all that, all that. Chick fucks with dicks. They sort of have this moment of she invites him to dinner. She says, I'd like to invite you to your home with your kids for dinner on Sunday. And he sort of has like this breakdown and hugs her. And it is very moving. Like, I mean, it's yeah. it's well performed. Especially because she offered strudel. Yeah. Oh, and she says, I'll make a strudel. Just like her. Gra- it's like her grandpa gave her that little trick of like this. is how you keep a family together. 
Strudel. <laughs> so and Strudel's fucking good. It is. I mean, she just got done handing it out to every high school student that she could find. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, very soggy Strudel. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want your Strudel to be soggy. You do want moist. In the oh, definitely yeah, but you moist, a little warm. Yeah. Well, you don't want like soggy like like good dripping. classic American pie. It's almost like you make that evenism for sex. I don't. I don't I, get it. I don't get it. I don't. I'm not seeing that. Yeah. Mm. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. No, no, I can't think of a single movie that uses pie for sex in any way. Yeah. Especially an American movie. Pink Panther. Definitely not seven of them. So, in the background while all this is taking place, there's a mirror. But you can tell it's not Nick Cage in the mirror. Again, the motions aren't quite lining up. Helen Hunt makes an appearance. She comes in as, it's as like the daughter. It's like the mirror is lagging. It is. That's exactly yeah. what it's like. But it's lagging the exact same amount that the mirror in the beginning of the film was lagging, which again is why I think it was meant to be. It wasn't an accident. Yeah. It's not bad, act, bad acting on the doubles parts. I think that is supposed to be there. I would. I'm actually. I can't believe I'm saying this. I want to know more about this. Like, I. I want to dive in. And yeah, find I want to find like some weird articles. Like, oh, top. What are you guys staring at each other for? But yeah. Oh, he's doing a mirror image thing. <laughs> gotcha. I'm, <fine. laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I was like one half second behind you doing. <laughs> so and then that's it. I yep. mean, then roll credits. Yeah. I want to revert back. First off, this movie was nominated for three different Oscars. One. Best Actress by Kathleen Turner, which props to her. She got across the board. Anytime there's an Oscar nomination, you have the Golden Globes. You've got all these other categories or all these other um, accolades. accolades. And she was up for it in just about any major one from that year that you could think of. And I thought she did pretty well with it. I mean, for what it was. For she was, the like, script is. I yeah. think she did a fine performance. Yeah, I thought she was great. Except for her being a pedophile. All right. Well, you know. Hey, she, script is script. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, kid. Those are the rules. <laughs> Gross. Insert Jeffrey Epstein joke right now. This is where I was a little lost. Apparently that it was up for a Best Sci-Fi Film Award. So that made me wonder, what sci-fi films came out that year? So they were up for... A Saturn Award for the Best Science Fiction Film. Never heard of the Saturn Awards. Uh, she was also up for Best Actress for that as well. It was a science fiction award back then. Okay, here are some science fiction movie- movies that came out in 1986. I swear to God, if you say Alien, I'm going to be pissed. Aliens. Oh my... Oh, the sequel? Yes. Uh, hold on. The Wraith. The um, Fly. Oh. Oh. Critters. Short Circuit. Okay. Uh, one of my personal favorites... Howard the Duck. I mean, it shouldn't be a favorite, but it's one of it's my guilty, guilty pleasures. Everyone has guilty pleasures, yeah. definitely yeah. is. Um, also, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Eh, never heard of that. We'll have to check that one out sometime. Invaders from Mars. Uh, I mean, those are the big ones from that year as far as like sci-fi films. But Aliens came out that year, and I'm just like, I don't know. I guess it was just weird that these are the ones that... Well, it's weird that they call this movie a sci-fi because like, while it is obviously fiction... What science is there? The only thing that can that would qualify this is the idea of time travel. That is the only thing. That is it. And I feel like that was a stretch. Yeah. Now, on the all-time list for 1986, as far as uh, top-grossing films are concerned, uh, this came in at 18th on the year. 18th or 19th. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but top, so, 20. top 20. Yeah. So, uh, in the year that Top Gun was number one. So... Congratulations to this film. That being said, I'd like to hear from each of you. Would you recommend this film to anyone? 
And how would you rate it as a chick flick? So, Robbie, being the guest, let's start with you. You know what? I absolutely would recommend the film. Uh, just to even, for the sake of Nicolas Cage, just the way that he's acting in it and stuff, just to see that from the way you perceive him now to then. As far as a chick flick goes, at no point in time did I feel this was chick flicky, romantic comedy, barely comedy. <laughs> uh, like, it just, it, I didn't really feel like it fit anywhere. Because I think it wanted to try to do a few things, and maybe with more than an hour and 40-minute runtime or something like that, you could have gotten a few things done. But uh, sure, watch it, but I don't see how it's a chick flick. So I enjoy this movie in a way that I enjoy bad movies. I'm not going to say it's a terrible film to watch, because I was definitely entertained, especially with some friends around me, to where we can crack jokes at everything. Uh, Nicolas Cage's performance, just like, just like Robbie said, just seeing his ups and his downs... Like I mean, this is the evolution of Nick Cage. Yes, definitely. Um, it's so it, that's very funny and entertaining to watch. And as a chick flick, I would give it like a two out of five or uh, maybe a four out of ten. I don't know. I just can't really imagine me eating raw cookie dough with those like you know toe things between my toes mm-hmm. and like frying. Yeah, yeah healing nail feelings. polish. Yeah, nail yeah. polish. Yeah, I can't. I don't know, I can't really quit it because, like, you know, just like Robbie said, because you took the words pretty much right out of my mouth before I said it. What is this movie trying to be? Let alone sci-fi. This doesn't, there's really no genre that can define this movie. It's, um, I think it's a hodgepodge. I think they had three scripts for three different movies. And, like, someone was carrying, like, a whole bunch of paper of scripts that weren't stapled together. <laughs> and some somebody, like, fell down the stairs, like, fuck. And they just kind of try to fix them all together really, really quick and then pass them on. And one of those was this movie. That's how I think this movie was meant. That's how they had so many top-billed actors, um, although not at the time they were, but I guess Kathleen Turner was, you know, because they're like, God damn, we got we got by Jim Carrey, we got by Nicolas Cage, and his dad, um, you know. So <laughs> That was a package deal. That was a, <laughs> yeah. that was a different... It was like, hey, can we, can we get you to do this? Like, yeah, as long as I can bring my son. <laughs> Fine, he's like, I guess. think he's like six years old. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a son, you have something for me to play with? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I would definitely recommend the film, especially for any fan of Nicolas Cage, which really should be everybody. everybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I I love Nicolas Cage. I feel you either love Nicolas Cage or you or you're really wrong. like him. Or you're wrong. <laughs> or you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, this is one of his earliest full f- character performances. Oh, yeah. And seeing this really shed a lot of light and insight on some of the development of his characters later down the road. Some of my fan favorites, like Con Air and Face Off and... Lord of War. Oh, man. Like, I mean, there's so many good ones that in there. Kick-Ass. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah he was yeah. Big Daddy you in know, that. And, like, it's so funny to see the highs and the lows all captured in one character within two seconds of each other. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's so good at that. I think that this film highlights those... And you can really understand why he makes some of the character choices he does moving forward with his career. That being said, I think you both are correct that this is too many films in one. They were trying to do too much. Uh, I think they could have done more, not necessarily with more time. I think they should have cut more. There are plenty of scenes that I felt drug on a little where we were able to make a lot of jokes, which made the time pass. Oh, yeah. Before the scene change. We shouldn't have been able to make that many jokes in that amount of time, missing that much dialogue, you know. And so I feel like they could have cut down on some in order to incorporate more plot points. 
Uh, Maybe not have a five minute orgy session with the Rice Krispie treats. Pro- no, I I think it should have been at least ten. You're <laughs> right. It didn't get the time it deserved. Chick flicks with dicks. As a chick flick, I think I'm gonna have to agree. I, I would probably rate this. Well, shit. I need to remember what I rated Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. As a chick flick? Yeah. You, I, I don't think it anybody s- went above six. I, 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 I think out of a like ten scale, I think I'd give it a five. Yeah. I, I think I gave, gave it a zero. I think I'd give it a five only because of America Ferrari's performance. So on this, I would. I, I don't. Enjoy... I don't see any chick flick uh, characteristics to this, and so to me, it, it's hard. I think I would agree. It's a four. Like so, like I enjoyed this movie overall more yeah. than I did Sisterhood. Oh, 100%. Well, um, yeah, it's but entertaining. I would, I would definitely recommend this movie. But if you, yeah, like like you guys mentioned and stuff, that the half of Sisterhood right. that was great, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, it's sad. I don't want this to be my bottom line. I just don't think that it's necessarily an actual chick flick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, in the category of chick... So I wouldn't put this in the category of chick flicks. No. no. So in the category of chick flicks, Sisterhood is still my bottom line. Even Good. though I'm giving this one a lower score, if yeah. that makes sense. So I hope people can like l- follow that logic a little because bit. Because the thing is, he can't score at all, really, because it isn't a chick flick. Right. Yeah. But no, as a that. film, I would definitely recommend it to people. Apple pie is my favorite steak. Like, no, it's not the <laughs> steak. Right. All right. Well, outside of that, uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up. Um, like a burrito. burrito. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sack of yeah, shit. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, anybody have anything they want to plug besides their butts? I don't know. What else do we do when we're on the internet? Rated M stuff's coming up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, more more info to come. You'll see a lot of Rated M stuff shared on our page and vice versa. Uh, it's because we're admins for both. So <laughs> follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Chick Flicks with Dicks. SoundCloud. Uh, and then we're also always available on iTunes and Google Play right now. Hey, thanks for joining us. And we will check you again. Bye. Bye. Do we, do we all say bye? Did yeah. You say fucking bye. Say bye, Robbie. Bye, Robbie. <laughs> bye. Intercourse. Intercourse. <laughs>